It looks like it's that time of year again to get out and go camping with your friends and family. But it seems there's something out there in the woods that doesn't want you to have a good time. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends. It's good to see you made it back for another episode. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true camping horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future video, be sure to send it in at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. Joining me today is my good friend Miss Creepy Tales. If you enjoy her voice, please be sure to check her channel out. You can find the link to do so in the top of the description. It's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy her time in the swamp. This is a true, horrifying story that happened to my mom and dad somewhere in the early to mid-90s. I do not know why they did not tell me this story earlier. I'm a huge fan of true scary stories. I guess they just thought I was too young, and maybe it would scare me seeing as how close to home it happened. Anyway, back to the story. First a little background. My whole family has gone to the youth movement. My grandmother went. My grand-aunt went, and her three children went, so naturally my mom and her younger sister did too. Both my parents became leaders, and that is how they met each other and started dating in the late 80s. After they left the youth movement, they still went to the summer camp to cook and be as they called it, adult leaders. Their job essentially was to help the leaders, who were in their late teens or early 20s. In certain unforeseen situations, for example, if a child got injured or sick or had to go to a doctor. My mom and dad were adult leaders, and my aunt was a normal leader when this story took place. It was during one of the summer camps. There was one other adult leader with my parents at the time. We will call him Keith. My aunt gets really scared, so she did not feel extremely comfortable sleeping in a tent. Because of this, she would go to my parents and Keith almost every night, saying that she heard noises that sounded like footsteps around the tents. Keith was a big, scary-looking guy, although he was not actually scary at all, so he would offer to go with her to look around and to see if anything was there. He always put on his big boots for this so he could catch any possible intruder. He did this every time, again and again. But every time they did this, there would never be anyone around the tents. One night, the same thing happened again. My aunt came to my mom and dad and Keith, saying that she was certain that she had heard footsteps around her tent. Keith stood up once again and told her he would look around for her. He did not think, however, that there would be something or someone there, seeing as there was never anyone there before. Because of this, he did not put on his boots this time, but rather put on his slippers, which would turn out to be a big mistake. Not long after Keith had left, my parents heard him shouting and then people running across the camping place. They went out and saw Keith running after someone. Turns out someone really had been out there that night. Keith followed the intruder for a while, but because he was in his slippers, he could not run fast enough to catch them. There were woods right behind the place where the summer camp had been held at, so the person went into those woods and that's where Keith lost them. Thankfully, no harm had been done to my parents, Keith, the leaders, or the children. I believe they called the police afterward, but they never discovered who was around those tents that night and what they were doing there. The story does get scarier though. 
A few months after they returned from the summer camp, there was an article in the newspaper about someone who had been terrorizing and assaulting girls and women in the same area the summer camp took place in. As I said, my parents still do not know who that person was, but there is a big possibility that it's the very same man that had been attacking all those other people. It's scary to think about how close my parents and those children were to something so horrible happening to them, and I'm so glad they all got out safe. But what is even scarier is the fact that if only my aunt had not been the girl who cried wolf, and if only Keith had put on his boots that night, they might have captured him and possibly saved some girls from that terrible fate. I am 19 now, but this happened when I was 12. It was the beginning of summer and me and my three friends, while we named Gerald, Bethany, and Daniel, wanted to go camping. For the context of the story, I'm a male. When all of our parents agreed to let us go camping, we had to choose whose backyard we wanted to camp on. Like I said, we were 12, so there was no way we were going to go to a campground by ourselves. Bethany's backyard was chosen because there was a small forest behind her house that we would always explore. When we got there, we went into the forest and put up our tents. The next few hours are something I cannot really remember. I don't really know why. The next thing I honestly remember is me and Daniel wanting to prank Bethany and Gerald. So, we hid behind their two tents hoping that they would not see us. It was dark now and Bethany and Gerald were both asleep. Their tents were so far apart that I could not see Daniel. I was about to walk over to Daniel to make sure he was alright because he was being very quiet. For more context, Daniel is a theater geek, so he usually is very loud and very proud. Just as I was about to go talk to him, I heard a twig snap from behind me. Turning around, I saw a figure in the distance. Thinking it was Daniel, I whispered, Daniel, what are you doing? My blood turned cold as Daniel answered me. I was walking over to you. Why? However, I did not turn around as my eyes were locked on the figure. I did not know who it was, but it was human. Soon, Daniel saw the figure too. We were just crouching there for a moment watching it. Then, the scariest noise I have ever heard came from this figure. It was a mix of a scream and a laugh. I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about it. After the figure shouted, it turned around and ran away. Bethany and Gerald got out of their tent and asked us what the hell was going on. I and Daniel told them to quietly get up and make a run for Bethany's back door as we were not that far away. For a few seconds they questioned us, but after we heard the noise again we all sprinted as fast as we could. The rest is a blur, but all we know is that that person was never caught and we never camped out there again. Gerald has now moved to Michigan and Daniel is now in Arizona. I and Bethany are still in touch and never talk about what happened. I just wish I knew who or what that figure was and how they made that god-awful noise. Now, to start this off, I'm a 22-year-old dude with loads of energy and this will be relevant later. So much so that I usually take midnight walks around my house to get me ready for bed, and I cannot sleep before 2am. 
My parents recently told me that they were going on vacation and needed a house sitter. Being the cheap parents they were, they asked me to watch their cabin in some random forest 30 miles to the nearest town and 3 miles from the nearest neighbor. Cabin in the middle of nowhere, all alone, with a lakefront view. Who could say no? I told them goodbye and wished them luck on their trip, and I arrived at the cabin the next day. The first day went well because I thought they didn't have cable or service. I was wrong, they did, and I fished, swam, and ate good food. But the second day is when the nightmare started. The time was about 1.08 in the morning, and I couldn't sleep at all. So I put on my boots and headed out in the cool night air for a little walk. I walked around the house for a few times and stood by the edge of the thick forest. Just when I was about to head back to my bed, I heard footsteps from the trees. Now, I'm used to deer being everywhere around my house, but the footsteps sounded way heavier than a normal deer. Being the curious chap I was, I threw a rock in the thick brush to see if it would run off. Silence at first. Then I heard something that I wish I didn't. Laughing. Not from a normal person, but from someone who is insane. Then the same rock I threw was thrown right back at me. I never ran that fast on my truck in all my life. When I turned on my car and the headlights came on, I could see a bald man still laughing where I was a second ago. I sped until I reached the end of our long driveway. I then called the sheriff and had to wait for about an hour. When they got there, they thought I was joking, but when they checked where I told them to, they found rope, duct tape, a long knife, and a faint bloody trail leading to another cabin some far away into the trees. Inside was just a bunch of scribbles like a child does and a rag covered in blood. The police looked all around and even checked our cabin, but he was never found. The next day, my parents canceled their trip and sold the place in less than two weeks. I catch myself wondering whose blood was in that cabin and what would have happened if I didn't find the man in the woods. Hey Swamp Folk, sorry to interrupt these stories, but I just had to take a quick moment to shout out today's sponsor, StoryWorth. If there's ever been a year to make the dads in your life feel loved and appreciated on Father's Day, it's this one. Me and my dad, we're pretty close, but recently I moved pretty far away. Using StoryWorth though, I was able to honor my dad with a heartfelt, sentimental gift the whole family can cherish together forever. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your dad, grandfather, father-in-law, and every father figure in your life share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with them, especially if you can't be together in person. Every single week, StoryWorth emails your dad a different story prompt, questions you've never thought to ask, like, what is your favorite story about your father? What things are you proudest of in life? StoryWorth has helped numerous families learn about each other in profound, special ways, and their testimonials will practically move you to tears. 
In fact, StoryWorth has already created a powerful experience for me because it has brought me closer to my family in ways I never thought were possible. There is no shortage of surprises when reading the weekly stories, and they make your family feel close even if you're not. It's definitely a lot of fun to be able to share cool stories that my dad might not have known about myself and I might not know about him, even when we're a couple of hours apart. After one year, StoryWorth will compile all of your dad's stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book and ship for free. Give your dad the most meaningful gift this Father's Day with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com swamped. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com swamped for $10 off. Now, let's get back to the stories. I was camping at a national forest campground in the White Mountains of New Hampshire. One night I was sitting by the fire when I heard a noise. This was different from the usual bear grunt. It was more like someone sneaking in the trees. I immediately grabbed the flashlight. What I saw haunts me even to this day. I saw a being in the trees, hunched down. It was naked and looked to be gray. It was very muscular, but its legs were backward, like a bird's. Then it quickly turned and bounded off down the hill. I don't even follow it with my light. It was way too fast. I didn't even bother. We left the next day. The next year, I went back to that same campground and campsite. Again, I stayed up late, poking the fire and reading. It was maybe one or two in the morning when I heard a weird noise. I shined the light in that direction. And once again, that same creature was just there. It looked exactly the same as I had remembered it from the previous year. It just sat there, crouched at the small tree line that separates the campsites. I slowly walked toward it. I tried not to make any threatening moves or gestures. I got within 20 feet, then it just jumped backward and disappeared. It looked like it might be 5 to 6 feet high if it stood up. It was definitely gray. It had human features, but more leathery. Its face was very wide. Its eyes were so big, and even though they reflected light, they still looked black, like two intensely black marbles. Its legs were very muscular, but turned backward. I know what I saw, and it was real. When I left the campsite that evening, there were long, bloody scratch marks along the side of my truck. When I made it home, I was too exhausted to change out of my clothes, so I fell asleep on my bed and drifted into a deep sleep. I had a dream about the creature that night. It felt so real I could even smell it. The stench was unmistakable. It smelled of rotting flesh, wet dog, and spoiled eggs. I dreamt about it getting in my face while I was sleeping, and it drug its razor-sharp claws down my chest and cut my stomach open. Then I gasped myself into consciousness and see that there is a scar from the top of my chest to the center of my stomach. I have had enough of these mind games, so I packed my Colt 1911, 45 caliber handgun, a knife, and a flashlight. I headed towards the campsite to settle this for good. I finally made it to the campsite right before dusk. I began to set up camp once I had a fire going. I heard a voice calling my name. It sounded like my dead brother, but something just didn't sound right about it. It was more nasally. I've grown up with Native American friends all my life, 
and they said if you ever hear a voice calling your name that's similar but not quite right at night, do not answer. If you do so, that creature will hunt you till it kills you. I frantically shine my light all around, and I see the creature hunched behind some brush. I yell, what do you want from me? And it looks at me, its black, soulless eyes, and lets out the most evil, guttural sound I've ever heard in my life. It darts into the woods behind it. I follow it with my flashlight and pistol in hand. As I'm running through the brush, I hear faint voices. They're whispering, Turn around. Leave while you can. I find myself in a clearing, with a single dead oak tree in the middle. I shine my light on the tree and sure enough, that thing is there staring at me. It jumps down from the tree and slowly starts crawling towards me. I fire my weapon and hit it in the chest. It seems to fall over for just a second, and then starts convulsing, and then it sits upright, with this black, sizzling ooze pouring from its wound. Soon enough, it seems like it regenerates. It gets right back up. I drop my weapon and run back to the camp where I have water bottles filled with gasoline. As it gets closer, I shove two of the bottles down its throat, and then it strikes me in the shoulder. I start bleeding profusely and shove the demon in the fire as I watch it sizzle up in flames and die a fiery death. I just hope it's finally over. I hope I don't have to deal with this anymore. My name is Grant. I'm 18 years old. I honestly have no idea what happened, but I'm looking for someone who might know. That's why I'm sending this in to your show. Now, just a few months ago, we had gone camping at a different place than we normally would go. For more detail, I live in Oklahoma. Where I am, we have a lot of woodlands, as well as graveyards for Native Americans. I myself in Cherokee, but to the story itself. We went out really far to find this spot that we had heard about. It apparently had been my great-grandmother's favorite camp spot. And, oh boy, it looked like it had not been taken care of since the last time she was there, 60-some-odd years ago. Anyway, we made it work. We even managed to get a small camper into a flatter place. The whole time I just felt empty, almost depressed, but I also felt as if I was being followed the entire time. Yeah, cliche, I know, but it's honestly true. I felt as if something was always right out of my sight just looking at me. Fake it until you make it, is kind of what I told myself. My nana isn't one to deal with someone who's upset, so I made it a point not to look bothered. I felt off the entire day. I have a few health conditions, so I just told myself I felt this way because I was lacking sugar. Even after we grilled, had snacks, I still felt strange and still like I was being watched by something or someone. Going forward, though, we all had started going to bed. I was in a tent while my sister and Nana slept in the camper. I'm all about my personal space, so I refused to be crammed into a tiny camper with them. I wish I had got over myself and slept in there though, because around 10 or 11, I started hearing something around my personal tent. When I say that, I mean I could hear something rubbing on the fabric. I even heard sniffing, like a dog sniffing around, and that's precisely what I thought it was at first just a dog sniffing around. I am horribly paranoid, but I had the solid idea that if it was just in fact a dog, I could 
flip on my flashlight, open my tent, and probably scare it away. I was ready to get out of my tent and just tell some dog to go back home, bud. Unfortunately, that's not what happened. In fact, I just froze. Words stuck in my throat as I looked low to the ground, splayed in all fours. It was a canine-like animal, but its limbs were skinny and twisted. Its head was tilted and its mouth was gaping open, like something straight out of a horror movie. Like I said, I'm not very brave, but at that moment, I felt like I was staring down death. I honestly didn't feel like dying, so I yelled at the top of my lungs, screaming and throwing the rocks I had collected earlier from a creek. The part that I don't believe myself is that it jumped back, stood on its hind legs, before giving me this awful, gut-wrenching screech. Then it curled up, bringing its arms to its body before turning to run. My sister and Nana refused to believe me. They told me I saw a sick coyote or something. That was not a freaking dog or a coyote. It just was not. I got my dad to take me back home. And get this. The last night my sister and Nana stayed, they told me they saw whatever this sick dog was. They said they heard something huge jump on the camper as well. Nana changed her opinion on me, saying it was a demon or something. But feel free to share this. I want to know people's opinions. I used to attend a Christian summer camp in western Pennsylvania every summer from when I was in third grade until about a senior in high school. There's nothing really ominous about the camp other than it sits on about 260 acres of which more than 80% are unused and untouched forest. Every night during camp, we would have evening activities that consisted of capture the flag, a variation of release, and other games we would utilize a small section of the woods for. Because these woods were so close to the main part of the camp, there was nothing off about them until you made your way to the part that we called Pioneer Road. This part of the camp is really just a large, grassy logging road through the woods that ends in a fork where one side leads to a remote part of the camp where the other side leads to a place that has high ropes and zip lines and stuff like that, a spot that we would stay all week. As a camper, I've done every program offered from regular camp to sailing camp and bicycling camp. However, my absolute favorite camp was in fact Pioneer. As a Pioneer camper, we would sleep out in remote areas of the camp and cook all of our meals over a fire. We'd try to keep going all week as long as we could. We had our choice to sleep in a teepee or out around the fire. Most of us chose the fire unless it was really rainy or cold. I never had any extra weird experiences out there until one of my very last nights as a camper. Up until this point, I've had some weird dreams about the camp, but always brushed them off I liked watching horror movies and listening to scary stories and figured they were influencing my dreams. Usually, they were dreams about finding old abandoned places in the woods or hidden parts of camps that weren't used anymore. This was really the only creepy thing about the camp that I had ever experienced. That was until this one night. That week, I was doing another special camp called Leaders in Training, or LIT for short, where we would learn leadership traits and what it takes to be a good camp counselor. This specific night, we were hanging out with the Pioneer campers and had played a game of Midnight Release in one of the fields by Pioneer Camp. After we finished our game of release, 
we had set up tents in another field, a decent walk from Pioneer. It was probably around 2 or 3 a.m. when I and two other LIT campers were woken by something or someone walking through the woods. Behind us in the woods, we heard soft footsteps for a moment, and then it would stop, and then followed by a soft voice that sounded like singing. It was definitely not the Pioneer campers, as they were much too far away and would not have been able to leave for that long without being noticed. Also, it was not our counselor, as we could hear him sleeping in the fourth tent. The singing eventually got louder and sounded like an older man strolling through the woods singing a folk song. What really struck me as odd was that there were no trails in that part of the woods he was in. It was all dead leaves and twigs, which would have been very loud to walk on. I'm not sure what it was we heard, but it still makes me uneasy. Yet, it's non-threatening, I guess. Almost as if he was just observing us and taking note of what we were doing before going on. If anyone has any suggestions of who or what this old man singing could have been, I'd love to hear their thoughts on it in the comments down below. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true camping horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a camping story or something else that you would like to share on the Swamp Dweller channel, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp, as stories like yours that keep this show going on a daily basis. Much thanks to my friend Miss Creepy Tales who helped me read story number three today. Be sure to check out their channel and give them a subscribe if you enjoyed them. You can find the link to do so in the description down below. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this gets, the more YouTube promotes it in the algorithm, and that's incredibly helpful. If you're listening to this on iTunes or another podcast platform, please give us a five-star rating as that truly helps us grow over there. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us, hit the subscribe button, turn on notifications, and be sure to not miss a new video, as I upload them almost every single day, and all things natural and supernatural. If you're on the go and don't have YouTube Premium, but still want to listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and just about everywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. And as I said... It's absolutely free and always will be. If you're enjoying The Swamp and want to support us outside of giving us a 5-star rating on iTunes, a like on YouTube, and maybe a subscription, check out our merch store. We have t-shirts, hoodies, face masks, and more. I'd love to see you guys wearing some cool Swamp threads. Thank you guys so much for supporting The Swamp. I'd love to know what story was your favorite in the comments down below. Be sure to join me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and everywhere else you have social media, and I'll see you soon with another creepy video.